Radio. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. <laughs> AI is definitely not listening to you, Drew. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah, I noticed they took away the record button on the bottom and added AI companion, and I'm like, not so much. Oh, what? Don't, don't need that, Zoom. AI companion? No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you have to go into like the the more section for record <laughs> button. No, I'd but. I'd rather not. Nice. Well, baby, anything been up with your work the last week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew, mine mine's not quite as long, but almost as dramatic. Uh, so I was working at down at the shop, and it was dead, and I was at the register, and the glass blower was at his station, which is. In the middle of the shop, basically. And he decided to call a friend. Oh, and one of the owners was there. Uh, so the glass blower calls a friend, put on speakerphone, and they're talking about something. And then I just hear, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's marrying some Asian bitch. Uh, or some Chinese bitch. I think she's coming from the Philippines or something. And then murmur, murmur, murmur. And then, yeah, but you know the Asian store always uh, smells like they're cooking dogs in the back. Murmur, murmur. Oh, yeah, smells God. like they're cooking yeah. dogs in the back. And what? so I can hear it from the cash register. Yeah, because he's in the middle of the store, literally full volume <laughs> on speaker over like his equipment and stuff, just yelling. So, sorry. Stuff. So, so wait, wait, is is this the guy who works there yeah. or his yes. friend on the phone? No, the guy who works there says it. We, yeah. I can't hear what the guy on the phone says. Yeah. Oh, okay, got you. And we have the door open. It's like five o'clock in the evening. The owner is you know, there. Prime shopping time. So I said, "Hey, Mike, take that racist shit outside." And there he was go. like, wait, what? And I said, take that racist shit outside. And he said, what's what's racist about it? And then he, he said something about that I was a stupid bitch and should uh, mind my own business. But he just kept saying, what's racist about that? And I said, saying cook that Asian people are cooking dogs is racist. And he was like, it's not racist. And then the owner turns around. She was working on a project. And she goes, Izzy, can you explain to me why you think that's racist? What the hell? Yep. What? Right, so right. I'm Wait, sorry. Let me let me let me just picture these two. Like, is oh. are they like as white as unseasoned chicken? And, and yes. Drew, yes, they are as round as you think. Yes. Ah! Yes. Yes. Okay. Continue. Yep. Yep. Picture every stereotype about Utah, and that's yeah. these two. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, and the glass blower is an ex-cop. He used to work in yes. jail. Yes. 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 A cap. Oh, that's nice. Are they are they Mormon? Uh, he is not, she is. So the owner, she's Mormon. Uh, she is an ex-shop teacher for the high school. That's delightful. So yeah, she says, so I tried to explain it while keeping my shit together. And they both just stared at me and go, I still don't know why you think that's racist. So I screamed, you people are the problem. I grabbed my bag and I walked out. (laughs) What? It's all on video, by the way. It is all on video. Yes, with audio. (laughs) that's so, yeah, wow. so I left them without a closer. Um, and that <laughs> night happened to be our staff meeting, which we can zoom into. So we zoomed in. And the topic of the staff meeting happened to be, you. why are we losing business? Yeah, why, why are we are losing sales... business and why aren't people coming back? <laughs> did you why are our sales in? down by half? And I did. I brought up like, hey, maybe we should have personal conversations in the back and if one member says that they're uncomfortable maybe we should just take the conversation outside and discuss in private why we think uh that that person would be offensive but take it off the floor and the other owner 
Who wasn't there. Who but... wasn't there during the incident, but was there for the meeting. Said, uh, Izzy, uh, you need to be quiet, and some members need to not be rude and not abandon their shifts, and need to take time and understanding with their coworkers and not jump to conclusions. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, we're watching it on Zoom, and everybody else we can see at the table is like, what the fuck is going Dude, on? Everyone right else now? is sinking into their seats. <laughs> yeah, there's like I got a flurry of messages. Yeah. Like what like I've no what idea. What the fuck did happen? Why, and literally, why is Steph acting like such a bitch? Yeah, pretty literally they were like, I don't know what you guys are fighting about, but Stephanie needs to back the fuck down what happened. So, you know, I was <laughs> honest. Um, so I was gonna quit anyway. Like, I was gonna wait till after the holiday season, but I was kinda done with that place anyway because it's just really mismanaged. But this whole situation was so dumb. Uh, but yeah, I got uh, from, a, from a few of the founding members and the two owners that um, I am extremely rude. I'm too volatile to be around people. I have a history of yelling, <laughs> well, there. of yelling at and shaming other customers. And that I need to apologize to the glass blower and the owner for blowing up like that. Because it was wildly inappropriate to, to do that in the middle of the shop. But no one was there. Oh, well. And nobody wants to address that it was racist. Yeah. They have not once said it wasn't racist. So I made some posts on my private Facebook where I'm still friends with a few people. I made some posts on my work Facebook. I made some posts in my Instagram stories. I haven't done a full Instagram post yet because I just wanted to like word it correctly. So on my stories, I got a couple of likes and I had a few people reach out, mostly other artists that I've worked with in the past. Like, wow, like, you know, I know there's always two sides to every story, but I know you have like a really strong moral compass. And so like, thank you for standing up. I had, I happen to be friends with the chief of staff for Microsoft and she happens to be half Asian and she heard about it and told me, specifically said, thank you for standing up for minorities. And this is some bullshit. Um... And so, uh, yeah, so uh, basically everybody else is just at the shop has been posting passive aggressive uh, posts about you need to take more time for understanding and not just jump to conclusions. <laughs> and Steve just always posts J. Jonah Jameson laughing his ass off. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so uh, two of the other artists that I'm I'm uh, friends with, we're already thinking about quitting as well. They both happen to turn in their <laughs> their. Uh, <laughs> their cancellation notices that day oh, so they're serious. losing their only uh lgbtq member and they're losing their only jewish member as well as asking me to leave and then i happened to uh the following weekend for dia de los muertos be at the dia de los muertos festival oh yeah um i had a bunch of people who were my followers come up and be like i saw your post thank you so much like completely unsolicited so i felt great and then a woman came up from uh, the biggest music festival in northern Utah. Um, it's I forget what it stands for, but it's OFOM. But it's like the Ogden Arts and Music Festival. And the Artisan Collective always gets a very large free booth for doing kids' activities. So this very well put together, obviously part Asian woman comes up. And I had left the details. I just said that there were racist comments made and I no longer wanted to align myself with the Artisan Collective. Is what I had put on anything public. Uh, so she came up and she was like, hi, I'm from Ofoam. We saw your Instagram story. We wanted to know what happened between you and the Artisan Collective. And I was like, oh, we had a disagreement about ethics. <laughs> and I decided to leave. And she leans and she's like, no, I'm specifically asking for what specifically happened. We need to start making decisions for next year. 
And so I was ah. honest with her, and I was honest. I was like, and I absolutely yelled about it, and I absolutely stormed and sc- uh, screamed and stormed out. And she was just like, no, I would have too. <laughs> then she bought $40 worth of stuff <laughs> and went on her way. <laughs> so... So yeah. yeah, we're no longer brought to you by the local artisan collective. No, fuck those guys. <laughs> fuck those racists. Here's the thing. I wouldn't be... I, I, well, I, I would... can definitely recommend specific artists from there. Yeah, I can recommend specific artists from there. You know who's not one of them? The owner's daughter. That talentless oh, fucking hack. The one who keeps stealing nah, my fucking art? Nah. Yeah. Everybody's fucking art. Everybody's, fuck that bitch. Yeah, she's stealing everybody's fucking art. But yeah, uh, here's stealing the thing. Stealing from everybody, you might say. Ah, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, here's the thing. Like, I could quietly part ways... If anybody, anybody admitted that racism was wrong, that's all I have to say. They don't even say I was right. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking to hear that, like, minorities are safe there. But I haven't gotten that. So all I can do is tell people that minorities are not safe. I've seen any minority artists are uh, leaving in full droves, so, you know. Yet they have nobody darker than Tom Petty. That. And they haven't as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's crazy. so. So I'm not a lunatic, right? Saying that the Asian store smells like they're cooking dogs in the back is a racist statement. That's awfully racist. That's so. And you shouldn't be screaming it in the middle of a shop on speakerphone that's open. That's so like that's so stereotypical. Oh, oh, I did get a message from uh, the owner who was there. Like after I stormed out, she basically was like, I think you're being awfully sensitive. Uh, but I'm sorry that uh, I didn't appreciate how upset you were. I had to Google it, why it was racist. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I had to she, Google it She had racist? to Google it because that's, that's I like, didn't have the oh time to give She's her more understanding. Her like, I explained it to you twice and you said you didn't get it. That's so like, apparently you found, I don't know, <laughs> an urban dictionary for dummies. That's insane. That's That's like someone sitting there and saying, like, man... I, and she's gonna yeah. marry some wop. I swear to God. Yeah. Like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta watch your shit. Yeah. They steal right? everything. Drew, I didn't know you felt this way. No. What uh, the hell? Yeah, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> Just yeah, like so, a dig. Here's too. Like I, after you know, is he so calling I, me? I like, called Stephen. Frantically, I'm like, I'm driving on the way home or oh, whatever. Or you, I, I, I guess you hadn't left yet. Yeah. No, no, I was no, 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 no. You were upset, but yeah, it was no, like I, I called and I was oh, like, "Hey, Steve, okay. I'm leaving the Artisan Collective." Yeah. And he was like, "Oh God, what happened?" <laughs> so, so you think I would call and be like, "Hey, so what's going on over there?" You know, get the other side of the story, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, luckily, glassblower guy answered the, fo- the phone. I was like, "Hey, Mike, what's what's going on over there?" He's like, "What do you mean, what's going on over there?" I'm like, "Um, why is my wife calling saying you're yelling racist shit in the middle of the store for some reason?" And he's like, and, and he told me exactly the same thing. Like, look, my 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 buddy's marrying an Asian broad, and blah blah blah. And I said, you know, they're going to talk about going to Ocean Mart, and it smells like you know, just repeating everything like word for word. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um. Uh, that is racist as hell, but, uh, yeah, good, good to know at least her vax were right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, oh, you know, they, I just said they smell like they cook dog, because that's, that's what they do. Isn't that, isn't that what they do? Oh, don't worry, we, we, <laughs> this is also kind of a litmus test of, like, well, well I mean, it's not <sighs> racist, but it should be in the middle of, like, okay, it is racist, but, all right, good to know. Good to know where you stand on it. No, no, but you know, it it, it happens. Like, uh huh, uh huh, and every every white person's a cannibal, right? Oh, it's been real. It's been really, really easy to like, <laughs> like, like dummies. 
it's been so so easy to like weed people out. I actually think I've already weeded most of the people out, but it's just sort of like when I tell them the story, the reaction is yours. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then people are like, I, I don't get it. Guys, just it's a workplace. Delete. Oh, it's, it's just uh, bonkers. Uh, well, speaking of bonkers, Prehysteria 2. The Wellington Estate was a happy place. Except for one small problem. God help us, yes, it's gone. But the baddest kid in town... Stay back, Gordon. I'm armed and dangerous. ...is about to get a whole new attitude. Baby dinosaurs. ...from five amazing creatures. Jack, Madonna, Elvis? Rock and roll dinosaurs. Outstanding. Now he's teamed up with a girl from the wrong side of the tracks. You are the strangest-looking drifter I've ever seen in my life, pal. You got more leather on you than a cow's butt. To keep the world from discovering their secret. She found her. We attack at exactly 1,100 hours. Are we out of our legal what? And it's up to Brendan and some friends. I got an idea. To battle the bad guys. Get him! Suicide mission, huh? Two down, one to go. And prevent their prehistoric pals from becoming extinct again. Hey, yo, way to go! The rock and roll dinosaurs return in a brand new adventure full of backbiting fun. Prehysteria 2. And when you buy three units of this wild adventure, take advantage of savings up to 11%. And as an added bonus, you'll receive three children's t-shirts free. See your distributor for details. Yeah! yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Uh, we are continuing Die November. Yeah! With 1994's Prehysteria 2. Oh! Oh, but babe, Steve, we're not alone for this one. Oh my God, we're not. Oh no, absolutely not. We had to bring back the man who watched the original with us. <gasps> the one, the only, Drew from the Real Fills Podcast. Welcome, Drew. I cooked the chicken, but I did not bake the potato. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I want the album of uh, of the chef. Chef, you I, know? I want. Yeah. I want. I want his debut album now. <laughs> Give it to me. He sings the heats. Him singing in the kitchen is like so tone deaf, and it has no beat. But I want all of it. He he has joy. His life yeah. is joy. Yeah. Right. Right. He has pure joy while singing those songs. Ugh. It's true. Uh, you know what else is pure joy? Steve? What is pure joy, babe? Getting drunk. Oh, cool! Yeah. What you got for that? <laughs> oh, Steve, we have from Underwood Winery. Oh, 
Rosé bubbles, organ groan. Rosé bubbles make me happy. <laughs> because we give a damn, and we hope you do too, we're donating $50,000 to the National Park Foundation this year. National parks are the best idea we ever had. Wallace Stegner. We make our wines by choosing the best grapes and organs AVAs to create what we believe to be the best expression of organ, of organ wine that you can buy. Carbonated wine. Oh. Hashtag pinkies down. <laughs> pinkies down. Pinkies down, bitches. Anyway. All right, I'm going to pop the stop. Oh! My top. Nice. By the way, carbonated wine, What did you see what the ABV was on that? Oh, limited edition. The ABV is limited edition? Wow. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, careful, careful, careful. I am okay. trying. Okay. 11% alcohol by volume. Oh, okay. There we go. And the pour. Yeah, nice, like, little rose color. Yeah, yeah very light pink. It's the color of a rose. Has a white foamy head. Bubbles are dissipating quickly. Bubbles ring quickly. It smells mm. like rosé. Smells like wine. It smells like a box of wine. <laughs> mm. Steve's gone in. Have your sip. finest can of wine. Yeah, it tastes like a box of wine. Like, at least it's not like super high in the nitrates or whatever. Yeah, like, it's it's got a little bit of like the tin can kind of taste to it, but it almost has like bad. a mead aftertaste, like yeah. like the dried honey. But yeah, basically yeah, a little subtle sweetness. Tastes, at the end. I would say it's like one notch above Franzia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't even think of another boxed wine. Franzia was what mommy's kisses smelled like as a kid. That's right. <laughs> and turn the uh, the inner uh, inner parts into little floaties. Oh yes, yes. So fun fact: the box of wine you can pull once you finish drinking it, pull the inner bladder out. You can inflate it through the nozzle, and you can make it into a pull toy. Those were my pull toys as a kid. <laughs> I, I know. We know had how, a pool, I right? Know, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> picture. Guys, let me paint a word picture for you. Above ground pool, at least two vehicles next to it that don't run. It's like little, you were there. Little Hawaiian bladder uh, party favors, serpool favors, whatever. Look, uh, Steve, they're good cards. You did have the one noodle, the one pool noodle. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> How'd you know there was one, Steve? Lucky. Because the second one wasn't free. <laughs> one end had been chewed up by a dog, which is I mean, why we got it. Yeah, there you go. By the way, fun fact, you can dunk pool noodles, like, if you sort of jump on them, you dunk them under, and then if you blow in one end, you can shoot water out the other. Fun facts, super fun facts. Also, if you do it too many times, you'll get a big rash around your mouth. <laughs> so yeah, Underwood wine, rosé bubbles. Growing up in Sacramento, being hella poor. <laughs> By the way, they don't let you bring your wine bladder floaties out to Beale's Point. I just want you guys to all know that if you're in the Sacramento area. So yeah, Prehistoria 2, Drew, is your first time watching it? You know, I I had marked it down that it was, but certain certain parts of it seemed very familiar. But like overall, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't remember a lot of it, but certain scenes did. So I don't know if that's just me remembering the trailer or, or something like a bunch of other full moon movies or something. I mean, maybe cuz like I mean, there's the scene where, like, you know, they're delivering 
the crate and he's sitting on the lion oh, outside yeah, his house. Yeah. Like that looked familiar to me. Oh, okay. um, and some other scenes, but overall I'm going to go with no nice. because yeah, a lot of stuff just seemed very fresh. Nice. How about you, babe? First time? First time. Yeah, me too. This is definitely a first time, which is weird because, you know, I love me my dinosaur movies, but I don't know. I think you would have been just a little old for this one. I've been, what, 13, yeah. 14, something like that when this came out or was in uh, in the stores. Yeah, I was I was probably watching Jurassic Park for like the 200th time or something. And, you know. Yeah, 1994, I think I was eight when this came out. Luckily, the only other movie Nine. I remember watching uh, in 94 is uh, Lion King. I guess Pulp Fiction mm. came out in 94, but I don't think I watched it until 95. Jurassic Park? That was 93. 93. You know, yeah. with Carnosaur. Yeah. <laughs> but guys, if you want to watch this for the first time, it's on Tubi, Peacock, Ooh. Amazon Prime, Sling TV, Freebie. Man, you, they, they, they won't accept your money. They, they say, hey, just watch <laughs> this, you know? <laughs> and that may be because it's from director Albert Band. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you know Full Moon Productions? Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> uh, he's the, he did The Young Guns, the 1956 version, Face of Fire, Dracula's Dog, Ghoulies 2, Dr. Mordred. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Yes! I love Dr. Mordred. Uh, another one of Izzy's favorites, Robot Wars. Yes! <laughs> uh, the first Prehysteria, this, and Aliens Gone Wild. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, but guys, the writing credits for this. Okay. This is based on an original idea by Pete Von Scholle. Who's he? Uh, he had only this as a writer credit, but he is a storyboard artist for over 80 movies, including <clears throat> Vamp, The Blob, <gasps> Heathers, Child's Play, Society, Darkman, <laughs> Ticks, yep. Pumpkinhead 2, Bloodwings, the 1994 Fantastic Four, the best one. Oh. Uh, this, The Mask, Shawshank Redemption, Mars Attacks, Green Mile, Dinosaur, Scooby-Doo, The Mist, Zookeeper, Jack and Jill, and Sonic the Hedgehog. So all gold. Right? <laughs> and Jack and Jill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but screenplay, we have three screenplay writers. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, four. Uh... Two of them are Gary Sudeth and Mark Goldstein. Who are they? Uh, they did this. Oblivion, the uh, the full moon version of Oblivion. We've seen the riff tracks of. Like an oh, okay. old West Town, but with like robots. Uh, mm-hmm. The like Westworld knockoff. And uh, the, the prehistoric... Oh, the in the uh, sequels to Oblivion. Michael Davis, who wrote this. Double Dragon. And babe, he's the writer-director of Shoot 'em Up. Oh my god. Right? Yes. Clive Owen. Fuck yeah. And Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. <laughs> no tit for tat. Yeah. Uh, and the last screenplay writer, Brent V. Friedman. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you might know him from Hollywood Hot Tubs 2, Educating Crystal. No? How about American Cyborg, Steel Warrior? Why do I nope. feel like we may have seen that? <laughs> we may have seen that one. That does have familiar... Uh, ticks. Yes. See my review for worms. I'm infected. By the way, guys, that is 100% the funniest Rotten Tomatoes review like I've ever read in my life. <laughs> uh, Hellbound. I think that's the uh, the Chuck Norris 
one that we keep thinking okay. is like Hellraiser 2. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, this, Prehysteria 3, and then Mortal Kombat Annihilation. One episode of The Crow, colon, Stairway to Heaven. That's the uh, Mark Dacascos TV series. Uh, five episodes of The Twilight Zone. Two episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. Food Fight. Three episodes of Star Wars Rebels. No. 11 episodes of Star Wars Clone Wars, and most recently, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So Alrighty. <laughs> oh, but the stars of this movie. they So many stars. None in the sky, for they were all in this movie, including Kevin Connors as Brendan in the credits. We will get to that. We will get to that. There were at least four different names they were calling this kid. They also messed up two of the the they they swapped the exterminators names. Yeah. Uh in in the credits or at least on IMDb I should say. Oh, okay. Uh but you might know him from Pleasantville. I think he was looking that or one of Izzy's favorites, Phantasm 3. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I love the Phantasm movies. They get so much weirder. <laughs> they the, do. The first one's not exactly not weird. <laughs> but the second one is where they got the idea for Supernatural. No ifs, ands, or buts. Man, what if uh, Dean and Sam were driving around in an ice cream truck? They aren't. They're driving around in the brother's car. What if Dean was oh. an ice cream man? I could see it. I could dig it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, also or as my with... mom calls that show, the show with two Deans, because Sam played a character named Dean on Gilmore Girls right before he Supernatural. <laughs> Never heard of Gilmore Girls. Anyway. Uh, also starring this movie, we have Dean Schofield as Mr. Wellington, the dad. More Deans. You might know him as the voice of Johnny Sasaki in the Metal Gear Solid movie uh, video games. No, yeah, he does. He does a lot of voiceovers. I noticed with his credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of different stuff. But uh, yeah, I was, I was trying because he looked familiar too. But I couldn't find a movie where I was like, "Oh, that's him." But yeah, Larry Hankin as Ketchum or Killum, depending on whether you're yeah talking about if the you, movie or the credits. But. Right, exactly. If you look at his uh, his jumpsuit, he was Killum, and mm -hmm. the other little guy was Ketchum, and the other little guy. He sound his voice sounded so familiar, but then when I looked him up, I'm like, oh, he hasn't really done anything, but he sounded, he sounded like somebody I knew from a movie or something. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got one of those voices. Okay, Drew, what movie did you recognize uh, the other one from, the tall one? Oh, Larry Hankin. Yeah. Ah, uh, what do I know him from? It's Billy Madison. He's the assistant that isn't uh, Bradley Whitford. Oh. Yes, he's the guy who actually is, like, nice to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it that's it, right. It, it I, took me about but, three seconds looking at him like, oh, that's the Billy Madison guy. Okay. <laughs> I know I know him from something else, though, because he's got that face that you're all like, oh, I know that guy. Oh. I've, I've seen him in, uh, in a couple of other things. I think, okay, I think in UHF, he's the shop guy that cuts off his fingers, too. Hmm. Have, have you not seen UHF like three I, times this year? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, Wait. he's the preacher in in Vegas Vacation. Okay. And I'm trying to see if there's anything. Oh, that's where I know him from. Star Trek Voyager. He's in three episodes of Voyager. Ah. As who? 
And he was the taxi driver in uh, The Shadow. Oh, shit. He was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. All right. And the one, only one other person I want to bring up. Um, Giuseppe Andrews as Roughneck Leader. I guess the uh, the Tough Kids is we were calling oh, the, them last Okay. Night. The, the Train Yard Gang? Yeah, the Train Yard Gang. <laughs> uh, babe, a few years after this, when he was in his late teens, he was in shows like. Detroit Rock City, Pleasantville, Never Been Kissed, had a little bit of a peak. Okay. But then he got into directing in 2002. Oh. Babe, do you remember the movie In Our Garden? No. We watched it during a Satanic Temple movie night. Oh. You remember the one set in the trailer park with the 60-something-year-old widow and the crackhead? And, uh, oh! And we were like, it was basically 60 minutes of them just saying the most vulgar stuff you could come up yeah. with. And it was written oh. by a teenager. Giuseppe Steve Andrews I, is the director. <laughs> I know who this guy is. Yeah, this guy's this guy's the he's the piece of shit uh, deputy from Cabin Fever Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one the one who's all like, oh god, there's a dead body. This ruined my day. Another one. Yeah. Oh, that's what. Okay. Yeah. So he's the leader of the Roughneck Kids. The Roughneck Kids. Now here's the thing. Miss Winters, I looked through her IMDb, and I yep. couldn't find anything that was recognizable. But her face, I swear I've seen her in something. And, I mean, unless she did something big and she didn't get credit, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, her, her, she... her name is Beche Ackerman, and uh, fun fact, this was her last film, unfortunately. Yeah, I did notice that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's... <laughs> she's... Yeah, I was trying to play some movie she was in too, but you know, if it was anything, it is from like the '60s and '70s and right. I not, noticed that like not a grinding uh, movie. Yeah, like Bracken's World, she had uh, like 13 episodes, but then the TV show Ben Casey from the '60s, 57 episodes. So that has to be like her only like real claim to fame. Maybe. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of like, oh yeah, was she like the the uptight principal or superintendent on yeah, some show in the nineties or something? I yeah, don't yeah. know. It, most of most of her credits are like TV shows and like made for TV movies. Yeah, she, I don't think she, any... she's a pearl clutcher. In, uh, it was, <laughs> was the vibe I was getting from her. Yes, like oh my word. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's the cast. Uh... <laughs> All right, guys, if you're wondering, man, I don't want to watch a two-hour movie. No, guys, this is like 80 minutes with credits and a surprisingly uh -huh. long opening credits, too. <laughs> they, there was some padding. Yeah, basically, uh, we start off, it's uh, it's Dawn, the, the same house from the first Prehysteria movie. You know, they got the little greenhouse out front. And, uh, mm -hmm. and then, I don't know, is this their grandpa or like an old neighbor or I something? Think, no, 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 it's got to be like a neighbor because he even says like, I don't know why I didn't check the Taylor's answering machine. I'm usually oh, yeah. pretty he's good at He's a friend that. of the family. He's like, yeah, he's like a friend of the family. But I don't know what it is, and it just it has to be a thing with uh, Full Moon Productions or sorry Moonbeam Pictures for the kids. But Richard Band and his music is just it, it sets the right mood. <laughs> like you know, it's not going to be amazing, but you know you're going to have a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely says the doop 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 doop
<laughs> as he's just you know watering the plants and also the dinosaurs that are randomly roaming around this little greenhouse and i'm just like i think he'd have more reaction but uh no he must have been filled in since the first movie oh yeah no he knows who they are because like when he when he goes down to fill in the dog food there's hannah or is it pam what's the brachiosaurus one the long neck i can't remember its name but like it just like comes up and starts like nudging his face just like that is it Paula? Paula Abdul? Yeah, after Paula Abdul. Is it, is yeah, it? that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Paula. Yeah, I, mean, I, it, I, I was it, trying it, to remember it, half of their names. Like, okay, I know I know Elvis. <laughs> I know, uh, you know, um, and Bon Jovi is one of them. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they are, uh, they, they've been planning for him to come in and to knock off his glass. <laughs> yeah, dude. To escape, he even like narrates what the plot is going to be. Like, yeah. oh, be careful! They're smart. They're gonna try and get into the raisins. They're, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not gonna trick me. Oh shit, my glasses! Oh, I, come I, on, guys, <laughs> help me here! I got my, without my glasses. And then, like, as he's leaving, he's like, "Well, I guess you've all hidden back wherever it is you come from." <laughs> right. You guys be good. I love that he has to pat around the ground for the glasses. But when he comes within an inch of them, he's like, ah, there they are. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're supposed to be blind. Yeah. And then he drove a school bus later that day. <laughs> uh, them, them getting into the uh, into like the, the storage, the bar, and I'm like, man, I want to know how much Sunmade paid Dude. to get to get <laughs> this much advertising. Yeah, it is prominently in the background throughout the entire movie. But but not only that, okay. So I know we talked about this with the first prehistoric movie of them having the basically basement or attic just filled with piles of raisins just left out in the open. Right. Yeah. There's just a there's a pile there. Like how sanitary is that? And the guys come in and they're like, "All right, men, let's shovel up this shit." <laughs> yeah. They just start scooping them up, and, and you like, know, dinosaurs no hiding pays, inside of them. No one pays attention to this. Oh, yeah. they the, they're known for having rats. Yeah. Right. Oh my god, these ones have scales. Quick, throw them in the bags quick. In the crates. Right? That's a that's a end user problem anyway. So yeah, they get scooped up, thrown in crates, thrown in the back of a truck. Roll credits, guys. What do we think of prehistoria to Just See, the opening credits. After after every single thing where I started making notes going like, what the hell's happening? They don't even notice the fact that, like, they're shoveling dinosaurs into a crate and right. then nailing it shut. I simply kept writing right after those, movies movie got, got a movie. movie. Yep. <laughs> yep, so after uh, what seems like seven minutes of opening credits, uh, we're at a mansion. And there's some uh, kid getting dropped off in the limo and he steps mm -hmm. out looking like, I don't know, fucking Greaser Punisher with, like, purple Wait. shades on. <laughs> The two small purple shades, like, too small for his head. Yeah, trying to look like the Highlander. Right. <laughs> well, and so, like, the gardener hides, and eventually the chef hides, and I'm like, what's going on here? Like, they're making him seem like he's such a menace. Yeah. But, but you never honestly get that from him at all. Yeah, when the gardener was just, like, lying on the ground with his head in the bush, I'm like, is... Is he hiding? Did right? Did, did he fall or something? Like like, like he did the whole like oh Santa Maria and he did, like did the he did the Father Son Holy Ghost thing like what? Sorry, did Damien just come home to roost? What's going on? 
Yeah, and then he I, sprays him with the water, and it's like, oh, he's an asshole kid. <laughs> uh-huh. That would happen once. He got him wet. Oh no! And then the chef. I know. I never understood parts of where the chef because, like, why would he empty a colander and put it <laughs> on his head? <laughs> And then hide in a closet, and I'm like... And then hide in the pantry. Okay. And, a, and apparently the volume knob was the top of a timer, which I swear to God they had to, like, Velcro yes. to the top of that boom box. Yeah, I thought he just messed with the timer, because I joked, like, oh, good, you're just fucking up your own your dinner. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, joke's on him? I don't know. Right. And then apparently it's it's way too loud, and that ruined it yeah. and i'm like god i hope this isn't the hero of our movie <laughs> right <laughs> uh but then we run into the re- real hero of this movie miss winter oh, drew, but... drew who's miss winter <laughs> well she's obviously the like housekeeper um the maid um essentially she's like the live-in nanny and keeping the house in order, which really the house consists of the gardener, the chef, and the driver, who apparently stays with the dad and never comes home. They're lovers, Win- obviously. Yeah, they're obviously lovers. And Miss Winters, Winters lives there. Miss Winters uh, we, is the sex pot. We eventually find out that Miss Winters has always lived there. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. It's that her house. house I, I was waiting for the reveal appear- to, for her to actually be like the grandma or something. Right. But, you know, like, but, oh, but I was so young when I had your father. Well, but I mean, like, but like later on, not to like necessarily spoil anything, the dad was like, oh, I haven't seen this in years. And this has been here for, this was mine. And I'm like, wait, so the house was your father's and then you inherited it? And Miss Winters just kind of came with it. Yeah. Is this like the same house that you've always lived in? Oh, Drew, when you when you inherit or buy a mansion, you get the staff. Like you I mean, own I get, them. I, I mean, we're same with ho- with hotels, right, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a loophole in the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> but but it seems like that the dad is the money, right? The dad oh, yeah, yeah. is the one who's like the made man. It's not. The fact that clearly the house was owned by like the grandfather who was rich, and hired Miss Winters way back when, obviously as a, as like a little piece on the side. Um, I mean, he he has the things for uh, for hot orphans, and uh... <laughs> I don't Drew, know. Drew, come things... back, Drew. Some things just don't add up, right? So so yeah so the kid runs to Miss Winters and she's like what what are you you got taking you to your room and then as I've written down my next note okay so she wanders through the hallways of Moonbeam Entertainment to take him to his room right because <laughs> it's it's like you know upstairs but then it's like a carpeted narrow hallway with like all these pictures on the side that I'm picturing are just movie posters from <laughs> Moonbeam Pictures and then opening up into Albert Band's office. Well, okay, like, as soon as she, like, opens up the door and then locks him inside, and then you see the room and you're all like, oh, you're Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Because <laughs> this, is, this is what your room looks like. Yeah, we were like, wait, is this the scene from Big or Toys? I can't really decide. <laughs> both, both are acceptable. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, we see him uh, fishing for a ladder outside. 
Right. He mm-hmm. he is he is Scafes and um Steve, I want to know how close mansions are normally to train tracks. <laughs> Apparently because, right next door. Apparently Guys, next door. How else is the dad going to be able to take a train to work? Yeah, he's he's a master of enterprise. He's got to take <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he owns the railroads. He's he's always yeah, he's always like walking to the train tracks, which then led me to my next question of like why are kids roaming the train tracks? And if he's just now coming home from like boarding school, is it summer? Or is it like winter break? Well, everybody's try- in jackets, so uh Thanksgiving? Could, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out like the time when this is happening. And soon we find uh, Naomi because he's trying to hide in the uh, the 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 boxcar. Yeah. Oh, for, from the oh my god, uh, from the uh, '90s kids that are making references like, "Oh, look, it's Thurston Howell the Third. And I'm oh, like, Thurston Howell the Third. Wow. All <laughs> right. The Careful, boys. Somebody watches a... Nick at night. <laughs> yeah. Careful, boys. He's got a comb. He might part my hair the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, and when he goes into the boxcar, I was like, all right, this is where we run into Buck Flowers. And he's like, hey, oh, you want some whiskey? And then it gets a little dark. And, uh, yeah. Right. Things happen on the boxcar. No. Well, I'm, I mean, they, they want us to be part of society. Don't you want to join the, the rest of them? <laughs> they won. They won. They're everywhere. There's no more countries. <laughs> oh my god they live too <laughs> oh uh, shit that was a he, he transported on his watch or whatever from they live into this movie there you go there you go that's why he can't that's why he can't bounce because then they'll see his real face that's right it'll shift it'll shift out of place <laughs> why are you wearing them shades anyway <laughs> so yes yeah, so, uh, as drew mentioned we uh run into naomi uh you know, little street train girl, but she'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm the train conductor's daughter. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing on the train tracks? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> little girl, the way you're dressed, you are the coal miner's daughter. Yeah. But then uh, one of the, the roughneck kids shows up and she's like, yeah, look at the rich boy hanging out with, the, I don't know, train park girl. <laughs> and then, oh, what's the pterodactyl one's name? Madonna. Madonna. Madonna, like, I guess flies and like knocks him out but then in the same time madonna hurts her wing oh i thought uh i I thought he said something like uh like shut up woman or whatever and she popped him or whatever oh did she pop him okay oh she punched him in the face yeah that's right that's right sorry but he got distracted by madonna yeah yeah that's right distracted by madonna like wait what's that and then like rex bit him in the ass or whatever yeah he's like ah what the fuck Ah, i'm out of here and and okay so this kid gets chased off by dinosaurs and these mm-hmm. kids fucking no sell <laughs> they're like oh yeah gee thanks way to go random holy shit you're a dinosaur right like, like you would think that'd be the response instead of just like hey way to go thanks for saving my bacon yeah no 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 they're all like hey who are these guys <laughs> and apparently dinosaurs yeah, the- are just like a tuesday thing Right, exactly. And uh, uh, Brandon kept having this one phrase of like, oh my gosh, or like, this is awesome. Like, he kept repeating this one particular phrase. And I'm like, let's let's get better lines. Let's do, let's get better. 
let's get better at this. And then apparently uh, he can just get what he wants because money buys. Oh, yeah. I mean, which I'm like, first off, that that seems very shady that. Yeah, someone someone has clearly paid for these shipments of raisins to be shipped, and they're expecting you know thirty crates of basement raisins or whatever they're advertised <laughs> as. And like, hey, there's only twenty nine boxes here. Like, oh, sorry, uh, guys aren't good at math. Uh, I guess we'll refund you for one of them. But but yeah, yeah. he's basically like because uh, the dinosaurs, you know, is like, oh, hey, they're here in this raisin crate. And then the I don't know conductor or whatever. It's like, hey, what's going on in here? I saw a kid with piss in his pants come running out of here. <laughs> and, and like, he just hands him like a fucking stack and is like, hey, I want this crate of raisins right here delivered to my house. And he's like, sir, yes, sir. What time would you like your breakfast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he just he starts pulling off hundreds. And so this guy's like, all right. So I'll give right. the uh, I'll give the the guys who ordered the basement raisins be like, hey, sorry, one of them got damaged in transit. Here's your thirty two fifty. I'll and find the... another crate to spread them out evenly amongst. Right. What What's insane is that after that, like you know, Naomi's kind of so like sour that he bought off the dinosaur crate, and then she's like, and losers walk. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm sorry, honey. Do you think he was going to ride the train to his mansion? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It is right behind his house. Yeah. He already has. <laughs> he doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, so, so he has the next day, and he's just waiting. You know, the crate gets delivered, and, uh, oh, man, Miss Winter starts sneezing because, uh, okay, is she allergic to feathers or okay. life she's allergic to all living things? Yeah. She, specifically, she specifically said that she is allergic to all farm animals. And apparently farm animals also encompass dinosaurs. Oh, well, and see, if she said she was allergic to feathers or whatever, I'd be like, oh, I get it, because they're supposed to be related to birds, and I guess... Something. Maybe, maybe she's allergic to hollow bones? I don't know. But, it's, but... but, she, said, but she said farm animals. Yeah. And I'm like, this makes zero sense. Yeah. I... But uh, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, she's sniffing around and sneezing, trying to find out who's who's hiding vermin in here. And you know, we see like the Triceratops one like break a vase and start yeah, playing hammer. the piano and shit. Yeah. yeah, and then Brandon has to try and get them up back into his room, which he should have been locked in the entire time. And I love that he's like, "Oh, it's locked," and all you hear is this like. And he's like, oh, hey, do you have an idea? And I'm like, what? They don't even know where they are. Yeah. How could they have an idea? But then I also made the note, Dino Tail equals a burglar's best friend. That's right. So we see Rex pick a lock with his tail. No, we oh see a God. kid use a plastic dinosaur to pick a lock. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> And then he goes in and he sets up like the ultimate, uh, the ultimate gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do like that they brought up like, hey, this is just like the time she flushed my hamsters or whatever. I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah. Right. She's so like, she no, murders sorry. the animals. <laughs> well, she murders the animals for her own allergies. But then, like when he, like she notices the toys, and it's all like, oh, they're so lifelike. Oh, here, yeah, this one does the Charleston. And I love that he stares at it like... You, you know the Charleston, right? I Rex? swear to like... God. I swear to God, you better move or you're going to die. And then it dances, and I'm like, how often have these dinosaurs been exposed 
to remote controls to just understand that it knows to move and dance. I mean... But then, movie's got a movie. Movie's got a movie. By the way, Drew, do you notice what was behind him when they were on the shelf? Do you remember Koosh Balls? Oh, that's right. I did yeah. notice a lot of toys. <laughs> I noticed a lot of toys in that room. I'm like, I have yeah. a lot of this stuff. Like, oh, man, I want a Koosh Ball. There should be a Koosh Ball League, you know? I... Instead of flag football in the Olympics, have Koosh Ball in the Olympics. Heck Any... yeah. I still have a Koosh Ball kid. I had like arms and legs and a weird head. And I have a Nala Koosh Ball. So if you feel the need for Koosh, nope. I've got the Koosh. Okay. Are we talking about the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> Koosh is the, the like little tennis balls yeah. and the little yeah, thing. Yeah. That Do you want me to go get them? No, no, not yet. Maybe later. <laughs> not yet. Oh <laughs> sounds. Uh, so yeah, what happens? Oh yeah, so I I don't know. After Miss Winters leaves, uh, he then notices like, hey, wait, these dinosaurs have colors with a phone number on it, and uh, I I think okay. So when he calls the phone and gets the voicemail, was that actually the dad from the first movie? Like they're they're like talking like, hey, can we get like a ten second message from you? You can like totally Eric Roberts this thing. Right, so I think it was the dad. And if you also, if you paid attention and you noticed, he only dialed six numbers. I totally paid attention to that. <laughs> I don't know why, but like I watched him dial and I was like, hold on a minute. And I rewound and I, I watched it again. I was like, he only dialed six numbers. <laughs> He's like, don't put in a seventh number. Then we'll hear the diatone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Wait, you're code. using a real phone? Right. Why is it still plugged in? You know how much a fake phone costs? Uh, so anyway, Dad's home. Hey! Yay! And, and we have broccoli for dinner. Yeah, and he's just on his cell phone the broccoli whole time. Broccoli is brain food. Eat your broccoli. You will learn to love it like your father. <laughs> and you, you know the face. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I learned to love it, yes. Yeah, totally. Yes, yes, yes ma'am. Yes, Mrs. Winters. But yeah, then he starts uh, feeding broccoli to the dinosaurs and... I don't know. Miss Winters has like brochures for boarding schools that she recommends oh, no, or military, whatever. I think military school. Oh, was it military oh, schools it? this part? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he keeps feeding them broccoli and then he pulls out Paula to show his dad. Now, I don't know about you. Did Paula seem to be much larger? I thought she was getting bigger as the movie went along. I thought along. she was getting bigger. She I definitely like, seemed she... like she was getting bigger. Like, like, like in the first she movie, growing? she's like slightly taller than the other ones and this one she's like as big as the the kid as, as right. big as brendan slash brandon slash brayden whatever the fuck whoever she was, she was so big i was she's like the were size these of a raisins... spaniel. right oh, easy, we're yeah. like were these raisins irradiated what happened <laughs> she's growing she's no longer a baby which would have been like a cool concept that like as the movies progressed they actually grew to like normal size. Prehistoria right. three, she's gonna be the size of a horse. Right. Sure. But uh, yeah, he, he, so yeah, he's like trying to show the dad or whatever, and the dad's just like on the phone, like taking a call from Japan. He's like, uh huh. Oh, that's cool. Very life. Like he's like, no, it's a real fucking dinosaur, dad. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, Mrs. Winters went to go uh, check on the dessert, so she's not in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then he never actually got the dessert. We never saw the dessert. The next morning, he's just waking up dressed in his convict slum, uh, pajamas because yep. he's a pri- because he's a prisoner. And do you know, like, I, I love the fact that when Miss Wi- uh, when Miss Winters was coming in, it's the morning smother <laughs> of the dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
he's trying to cover them all up. And I'm like, you're going to kill them. He's like, <laughs> like quiet, Paula. <laughs> Don't move. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, she's like, starts sneezing again. So she's like, I think there's rats here. And then, of course, Triceratops goes down the, the fucking slide that he has in his room because, you know, it's like a 1,200-square-foot room with vaulted ceilings and goes right into her backside as I've written down, did she just orgasm? Maybe. And she's like, oh, 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 and then, like, runs out of the room. The noise the noise was so odd, and he, she was like, what was that? And he's like, oh, I must have poked you by accident. Yeah. With his like, sword, because he was thinking about... Like, you did that on purpose. Dressing like a pirate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was gonna, yeah, he was gonna dress like a pirate for the day. And then, after she left, because she was gonna go get the exterminators... Knock, knock. Who's at the door? Yes! I love this. I, I wrote down, um, Elvis... When Elvis laughed, it sounded like a gremlin, which I found very entertaining. Now, when Naomi shows up and like says, like, you know, you better let me in or I'm going to let the Wicked Witch of the West, uh, you know, in on your little secret. I do love that Miss Winters immediately was all like, oh, sorry, we don't give away the food anymore. Like, we we stopped doing that. I'm like, wow, lady, good God. For someone who was like best behaved orphan, you should... Like be nicer to kids. <laughs> well, and also it's like uh, I'm gonna drop the drop your secret on uh, old lady Winter or whatever here, and I'm like, you know, she's right there and can hear you, right? She can like... hear every single thing. And then it, it's so odd because so Naomi shows up, goes up to the room, and like starts looking at everybody, and then the exterminators show up, and then her line of like, what are they doing here? And I'm like. What do you mean, what are they doing here? Like, when she first showed up and walked into his room, she had the line of, like, you know she's calling the exterminators. And I'm thinking, you told him that she's calling the exterminators. He already knew they were calling the exterminators. Why do you have a line looking out the window? What are they doing here? <laughs> are you saying there might Come be on. a flaw in this movie, Drew? What? No, I'm just I'm just making conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they all see where they're like jumping on their tramp the trampoline or whatever in his room I too. Do, I don't bounce. I don't jump. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, okay. I must have missed exactly what the land dialogue was. He's like, "How much will I have to pay you to not jump on the trampoline?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" Oh no 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 no. He was paying her to go away and let her let him keep the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. And for some reason that caused her to stop bouncing and go, You really don't bounce, do you? <laughs> he's not it, a gummy bear. And he's like, Jesus. You can have all the toys in this room. I really don't give a shit. Oh, uh right? we forgot to mention he did uh the do- the dinosaurs are wearing name tags and he did call and leave a message with the uh, the family. Oh, that's so, right. He yeah, he did leave a message with the uh, voicemail. Yeah, yeah. So he's not just keeping them for him. He he knows he's giving them back. Yeah, yeah that's true. So he's he actually say, doing like, good things. Yeah. yeah, he says he says they're safe for now, and yeah, he does he does give up or he says he you can have everything in here. Everything's really just a reminder of how my dad doesn't love me. Oh. <laughs> Well, luckily, the exterminators show up for some comic relief in this movie. Come on, kill them and catch them. <laughs> yeah, kill them and catch them. Catch them and kill them. And they show up and they're basically like, well, it might be vermin, but we have uh, some evidence that it might be ghosts. And I'm like, oh, my God, Zach Bagan's dead. <laughs> it's either ghosts evidence. or it's rats. <laughs> either way, we're going to have to figure it out. 
Yep. And they're like crawling around commando style. He's like tapping the walls, like looking for it. Like the lady literally said, it's in this one room. Please check out this one room. But then they are just, they're let to roam the house. Yeah. And they have to hide the dinosaurs. So they move the crate, which for some reason is now spilling raisins. <laughs> yep. And he, well, and that's dino poop. Yeah, you say, Drew, that's dino poop. You know, at least 30% of that is dino poop at this point. <laughs> and then they move him to the attic. Which is which is why we see them following the trail of droppings or whatever. And like, yeah, it looks like weasel droppings. Well, you should test them out. I'm like, it's going to be dino poop. And then and they eat says, one. You've eaten worse. <laughs> yeah, it's actually sweet. I think it's a raisin. These reasons are going to lead us to the rat. Yeah, so they uh, follow them to the attic where the the kids are taking the dinos. And then the kids just start, like, messing with them, like, turning on some of the toys and freaks them out, like, oh, ghosts, and they run off. Right, because the kids have found this giant train set. And it's so odd because, like... In the attic. In the attic, Brendan literally goes around and he's like, oh, would you look at this? And I'm like kid how do you not know what's in your own house i don't know what's in the west wing in the third floor of this place (laughs) so then yeah they they turn on everything and they make it seem like ghosts are activating the train set and i mean i do love the little uh the gimmick the shtick of the train bops uh uh kill him in the face as he's like you know crawling around and looking they dumped the marbles and they fell to the floor. Like it's very, it's very campy. Yeah, it's it's cute. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So after they run off, then uh, they're looking around like, oh look, here's a picture of my dad as a kid. Man, he looks so happy. <laughs> you know, like that shit. He looks happy. First off, if he didn't know this was up here, and he's looking in a box, I want to know how him looking at one photo, he knows it's his dad. Because it was a picture of him. He's, like, he's seen pictures of his dad before. Maybe. I mean, maybe. As a child, though? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe. Well, babe, why, why haven't we seen the mom yet? Oh, Disney disease. No, she she left. She didn't no, die. She left because, she left because always... uh, dad was so wrapped up oh, in work, right. and she in didn't even business. want the mansion or the kid, apparently. And I'm like, oh, so yeah. she genade or like... Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, I don't know. It's a Forrest yeah, Gump sequel. Anyway. She just up and left because he's always working. Yep. And uh, and want nothing to do with the kids, so, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, you know, him and Naomi are friends now, and they're like, hey, you want to help me fix up this room for my dad's birthday? And she's like, would I? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we get a nice little, like, rockabilly uh, fixing montage with that fake Elvis music kind of from the first movie. Uh... Yeah. It's not Elvis, guys. You're not fooling anyone. It's Elvis Band. I, anyway. We... <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, all right, we're almost done. We just need three things. A clock, a bell, and some trees. And so they dress up like spies and, I don't know, right. prank Ivan, the the gardener. Yeah, because they, they need have... his clippers so they can trim right some some trees because he couldn't just go to the train store and buy those things yeah or or even go to the gardener and say like hey i would like some clippings from these no you can't 
Well, it's kind of my house. <laughs> or well, so he can't broccoli. To, he can't go to the, the, the gardener, I get it, because he's been a little shit to the gardener. Yeah. Sure. But he's now going to be even more of a shit. But now yes. he has to trick the gardener into making him think that the willow tree is hitting on him? Yeah, seducing him. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening we in this have... movie right now? We'll, we'll oh, run away come together over and, and shake have a, my oh, roots. I want you to get in my trunk or some shit yeah. like oh, We'll, ha- no, we'll live together in a great older. tree house. Yeah. God, then maybe when you're older stuff, I'm like, oh, God, stop. Movie. You are too young. Maybe when you're so... older. Like, that's odd. And so then he's getting the branches from there. And then when he's going to the kitchen to get the... What is he getting in the kitchen? He's getting... The clock. Oh, the watch. Yeah, or the clock, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the timer. And then he starts singing to the chef about all the meals you prepared for me. And we love them so. And I'm like, is he serenading the chef? How appropriate is this? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, they're doing like a karaoke version of a Barbara Streisand song or something. Right. And, and man, this kid cannot sing. No. no. no none of them can. Well, none of them, <laughs> well, none of them can. But the kid especially, it's like, I'm like, oh, no, you couldn't, you couldn't dub them? Get one of the band kids? Oh. It's so bad. <laughs> Poop in my pants. Yeah. But uh But now we so, need a gold bell. <laughs> yep, now we need that bell. Where are we going? Miss Winters' room. Yeah, because <laughs> stealing from Miss Winters seems like the idea to do here. Yep. Right? And I love that like they walk in and they're like, Okay, we need that gold bill gold bell. Let's look for it. Oh, here it is. Well, that was okay. it. That was easy. That was it. Wait, was no. We gotta we gotta get out of here. Hold on a minute. We Let's look, look around. around. <laughs> Hold on a second here. Movie got a movie, guys. <laughs> we need to check things out now. Yep. And then, oh no, someone's coming. <laughs> Hide under the bed. With a, Drew, with a what did you think was going to happen in this scene? I thought Winters was like gonna go take a nap, and they would have to be stuck there. As as innocent as the movie actually is. That's that's awfully cute. That's what did you think was going to happen going. in this scene? Oh, I thought she was going to undress. I thought she was going to undress, pull out old John Stud, and just. Well, <laughs> I knew she wasn't going to do that. I mean, undressing undressing because it's been a long day and she's yeah. going to take a shower. Sure, I can totally see that. Yeah, that, but she that, takes yeah. she takes off her wig because uh, apparently she's in like stage four cancer. She has and... alopecia, okay? <laughs> Damn, Drew. <laughs> I need to bring some reality to this movie. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah let's she... make fun of this poor woman's condition. Well, she I'm also doesn't know how to brush her wig. So. Oh, she does not know how to brush her wig. <laughs> Somebody show that girl how to brush her wig. Also, I want to know why Naomi, under the bed, has to, like, raise the bell. Why Dude, would you raise it was it was a nervous twitch or something because she just like lifts it up and rings it and then it's like oh shit what have I done? Like the mo- okay first off you're under a bed and you're on carpet you have yeah. the perfect place to keep it where it's not going to make any noise. Yeah. Uh, yeah so like if, if he had like motioned like here put it in my backpack or whatever because he does grab the backpack then like I would have bought that scene but no she just picks sure. it up and rings it for no fucking reason. Right and then Winters I found it odd. That Winters left the room without her wig on, because it doesn't seem like something she would do. No. Ever. ever. That seemed wildly out of character. 
Right. Now, unless there's like, okay, unless like she has a portion of the house where there's like an entryway and a hallway leading to her bedroom. Oh, she has like a whole suite. Maybe. I mean, you know what though? Be- that being said, the kid, uh, the kid, whatever his name is, Brendan, Brandon, Brayden. Yeah. Um, uh, he doesn't seem shocked that she is, has no hair. Yeah. True. No. Maybe they all do. Maybe she does just hang out at night with no hair on. <laughs> but he was. But he was shocked to find her uh, world's best behaved orphan uh, trophy. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Which plays nothing into this. Well, no, uh, yeah, they were planting seeds where, like, oh, maybe, like, Miss Winters will, like, remember, you know, like, the dad will remember being a kid. Miss Winters will be like, oh, yeah, that's right. That back when I was an orphan and, you know, wanted to help kids and blah, you know, stuff like that. No, that that's not going to go anywhere, guys. Don't worry about right. it. Right. I don't know. That just seemed odd. I don't know. Yeah, instead she just, you know, gets up, walks out, and the kids are like, whew, that was close. Open the door, and then, surprise, bitch, I knew you were there. And, uh, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Winters is like, what are you doing here, street rat? Because, you know, uh, what's her name, Naomi or whatever's in the front. And then... Cue the Aladdin song. <laughs> street rat, I don't, don't think that. that. <laughs> but... <laughs> I love that's all I have to say. Your boyfriend Abu. Never seen that movie. Is it good? It, yeah, Welcome yeah. to my life, folks. It's a little okay. I mean, also, all the while, are the dinosaurs breathing okay? Because they what dinosaurs? What dinosaurs drew? Oh. There's a good backed away in that dino- <laughs> in that backpack for a while. There's like seven minutes of dinosaurs in this fucking movie. There really is. There was inferred like, oh yeah, they're in that backpack over there, <laughs> or you know whatever. Maybe you'll see them in twenty thirty minutes after you know this this rich kid drama. Well, it's gonna come up. Uh, yeah, Elvis is in the backpack. So yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So you know she's like, oh, I see you were casing the joint, little street rat. Uh, and Brandon's there, and he just says nothing. Nothing. And like, all you gotta do is like, oh, sorry, we're trying to. All you gotta do is say something. Eh, you know, trying to get something for my dad. You know, for his birthday or whatever. Nope, just nothing. And so then, like, I don't know. Naomi gets kicked the fuck out by Miss Winters. And then uh, th- this was like the first time. Like, okay, they've called him three different names in this scene. Brandon, Brandon, Braden. What the fuck? <laughs> he says his name is. Yeah, Braden. he says his name differently. Like, okay. But uh, yeah. But then yeah, then we got to the train tracks, and uh, we'll just say B is looking for Naomi, and hey, swear he said Braden. It's me, Braden. And, yeah, because uh, that's where I was like, wait, we have another name. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get pissy. No, I don't know. He he's just like really, like apologizing. And, and then he's like ask, asking the train conductor, like, hey, do you know where your daughter Naomi is? Like, fuck you, talking about kid. <laughs> You know Naomi, that that little blonde girl that runs around here. Like, Psh, I drink too much. I I I assume I'm just seeing things. Oh, uh, you mean the ghost in the raisin, the discount raisin car? Yeah, right. <laughs> the the sun maiden come to laugh. <laughs> yeah. So, fun fact: she's dirtier than you think she is. Yeah, but then uh, then the, then the the roughnecks or whatever the the tough kids show up and they start talking shit. But then it's just like kind of fades to black and i'm like uh, movie well, 
did, did I miss something? that scene it was just kind of like oh i mean they do have the conversation like i know your dad's just a laborer i just talked to the conductor why don't you come back with me no no he didn't even see naomi yet he he just kind of saw the street kids and then just like walked past them or whatever when they were talking shit and then it just like fade to black yeah it was odd (laughs) yeah so anyway, happy birthday, Dad. They're out front of the mansion. They got this big banner up. We see they have cake and everything set up, ready to go. And Dad's a no-show. So then, uh, yeah, I don't know, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Winter, she starts, like, I don't know, sweeping up raisins. A trail of raisins she finds in the hallway. And I'm like, that's, that's, it, what, what do you think that is? Do you think that's raisins you're sweeping well, up? Do you think it's poop? She's not sneezing, so she knows it's not poop. I mean, so, also, like, they've just been left in the hallway. Like, does she not yeah. roam the house and do her job? Yeah, yeah but, they... but she also knows this kid's fucking weird. Yeah, so like, him what? leaving a pile of raisins in the hallway? What is this probably kid just doing? Wednesday. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, Brayden. Braxton. Anyway. Um, and yeah, the dinosaurs end up eating the birthday cake. And it's like, all right, cool, whatever. But, uh, but you know, she they're in the attic and she hears noise like... <gasps> those rats in the attic again i'm gonna go say ah and then she starts fucking whacking him with the brew oh she's gonna murder these baby dinosaurs <laughs> i know she just keeps hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and i'm like why are you trying to like kill these creatures and then you know brandon brendan brayden shows up and pulls out i love the pull cue and starts like doing like the fight, yeah. And then I, she goes full vindictive bitch on his ass. Like this is why your father's always away. He oh, can't stand yeah. you. And, I, and well, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you, Drew? Drew. To be fair, he did come into the room running and basically spear her like fucking Goldberg and make yeah. make that well, stunt person do a fucking backflip. <laughs> Let's also be fair. She was hitting the dinosaurs. So. Yeah, they're not real. <laughs> oh, Steve, they are real. Uh, okay, in the context of the movie, sure. They're <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, after she starts like, you can, you can grow not be shit just like your daddy. <laughs> whatever. And uh, they're fighting with fucking kendo sticks or whatever. And um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, basically, she just ends up like standing there just like, Put those dinosaurs in the crate. Like, put the bunny in the box. And, yeah, he does it. And they lock... Locks him... Like, she picks up the crate and takes him away and locks him in his room. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's over. Hey, the exterminators yeah. are back. But what? Naomi's come to help. <gasps> Yay, Naomi! <gasps> Naomi X okay, Machina! So, so, first off, like, it's odd that the kid has the upper hand in knocking her down and locking her in. Yeah. But then she breaks out and he says like she's all like aren't you forgetting someone? And then there's then there's Paula and apparently getting Paula gives Miss Winters back the power? I guess. Yeah, it, that, that was that was just weird. Like cause... That was that was an odd turn <laughs> and then he's locked in the room again. The exterminators show up and he's like no. But and then Viola's like or Naomi's like be quiet. You're going to give my position away. And I'm like, he wasn't even screaming at you. Yeah. <laughs> Read the room. No. <laughs> Read the room. <laughs> but yeah, basically Naomi's there to help. Like, here, we can help you come out the window. Like on a rope or whatever. Cool. And then they start raiding the exterminator's van. <laughs> and That's they get a so, bunch of like, yeah. 
Okay, so when they when when the barrel in the back of that said smoke bombs and toxins or toxic yeah. or something like that, <laughs> I'm like, wait, so was it like a toxic smoke bomb, like for fucking roaches or something? I I guess something something as yep. long as it's poisons. Yep. So then, uh, yeah, they uh, I don't know, throw a couple smoke bombs or whatever there with the exterminators and like I. I was expecting them to like start coughing, and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're gonna kill Miss Winters with the toxic right? smoke bombs!" But, but no, it's just like it's just smoke, and so they go in, steal the crate, and like go running out, and then yeah, catch, catch them and kill them. They're chasing after them. Drew, who stops them? Oh, the chef comes in because apparently the chef has been in on the plan the entire time. I guess. <laughs> he comes in everybody was kung fu fighting and Miss Winter's all like Mr. Hero you're fired he's like ha 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 he's like I expect him to say ha ha fuck you I quit exactly and then they go outside and the gardener is in on the plan as well he's like you guys need a little watering he sprays them and then he pulls the hose and like fucking clotheslines Miss Winter so again she does a fucking backflip or at least the sun person does right that that was pretty abrasive I thought that was pretty funny and then she fires him and then the kids are running down the driveway this long driveway carrying a crate of dinosaurs, <laughs> raisins, and dino shit. And, <laughs> and somehow they're getting away. And then the, the exterminators are fighting amongst themselves. And I wrote my note, you have a fucking van. Yeah. yeah. Chase them, chase them down. <laughs> uh, but instead we fade to like the next day, I guess. And the dad comes home. The... And, and Miss Winter is just like, look, I'm sorry, your son Brendan, he just ran away. Okay, hold on, hold on. We gotta, we, we'll address that half second. So the dad comes home and he's, the driver gets out and goes to the door. How big is that coat on that driver? Oh yeah, because it it looked like an eight X on oh. on like a, a skinny skinny man. I I was expecting it to be the ki- two kids the two kids in a, that trench coat in in a trench coat or something. <laughs> So, but right, an adult Steve, man. Right. She, he comes back and she's all like, oh, I'm sorry. Brandon has run away. I mean, I think he'll be okay. I, you should have called the police. Well, I didn't want to bother them yesterday. And I'm thinking, I wrote down like, so it's been like 36 hours. Yep. And you yep. Have, he was really upset, but there's only one solution for that. I suggest military school. <laughs> right. He's, he's been very defiant and, you know, into uh, abrasive behaviors and yada 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 and I'm thinking to myself like what are you talking why would you not call the authorities and then I love that fact that like he goes to they go to the attic to fu- for whatever reason he sees everything is set up oh no they, the- they, they see the conductor hat like on the ground in oh, his room right. or whatever and he's like that's wait right. I haven't seen this in forever Right. And then they go to the attic and the kids are there. And my first thought is, how? Yeah. How did you get back you, in there? You didn't even search half of the house. <laughs> okay. Also, first off, they're running away from the house, which means that they would have to run away from the house, hide long enough, 
and then hoof it back? They, well, ran... they had 36 hours to yeah, do so. They, they, they've been gone for 36 like hours. They ran to the train yard. Uh, they realized the train yard is no got, place for dinosaurs. Some, they got some hooch from Buck Flowers. Right. They got some more, uh, they got some more of those uh, floor raisins. And then they just came back at night and let themselves in. They were like, damn, everybody's asleep. As I've written down, oh, look, Brendan and Naomi are sleeping together already. Oh. Uh, And then I love the dinosaurs are waking up. I love the irony of looking at the dinosaurs uh, standing next to a shell oil train. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the kids wake up and like, Dad, you're home. And they hug like, oh, son, I thought I was so scared. I thought this old bitch had eaten you or something or (laughs) turned you into gingerbread. I don't know how these things happen. But um, yeah. And then like he's getting a call on his cell phone. He tosses it and explodes. And, uh, yeah, oh, man, this is, this is like the perfect birthday. You got this train set all set up. My, my family's not dead. Oh, shit, there's dinosaurs, too. Like, he's barely acknowledged there's dinosaurs in the room. His response is the exact same way as, like, his son's, where he's all like, hey, who are these little guys? Yeah, what's this fella's name? Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's a dinosaur. <laughs> it's a dinosaur, but it's, but we, you gotta remember, He's a big world businessman. So? He's seen it all, Steve! He's He was part of the, the second tour of Jurassic Park, you know. He's He was part of the marketing team. Yep, he was He was part of the great investors. Yeah. Or he's, he's like manager of Biosyn or whatever the evil company <laughs> is. But, uh, yeah, so then, uh, you know, we then, like, oh, this is the greatest birthday ever immediately cut to them giving the dinosaurs back to uh the old man that was watching the house for the tailors yeah which also miss winters fired both the chef and the gardener and yet they stayed oh, oh they're back yeah yeah we we got all the actors in this scene i was i was expecting the roughneck kids to show up right and i love the fact that like the old man is all like will you look at the belly on that one i think someone's been overfeeding him and the gardener's like oh mr hero that's you and i'm like Hero hasn't fed him at all. <laughs> he looks like, I ain't fed him shit. They've been on a steady diet of raisins and leftover birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hero, Mr. Hero did bake that birthday cake. That's true. So I guess Hero did indirectly feed Elvis. Yeah. And then, yeah, everyone says their goodbyes and we get the roll call. So we remember everybody's names at the end. And then, uh, yeah, they drive off the truck at the end. Uh, we then cut to like uh, Brendan and his dad playing uh, trains with Naomi too, and then uh, and then we glance over. It's like, all right, Mrs. Winters, say the line. All aboard. Yeah. yeah. All right, man, you're a little rusty. Why don't you try that one again, Mrs. Winters? All aboard. Yeah, we'll work on it. <laughs> Fade to black. Roll credits. Whimsical music, guys. Prehistoria two. Drew, would you recommend this movie? I always recommend a watch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How about you, babe? You know, yeah, it's definitely not the worst movie we've yeah. seen. There are much more egregious dinosaur movies. I will say there's not enough dinosaur in it. I mean, there really isn't. I... Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, there's probably seven minutes of this 72-minute movie, conservatively. Uh, <laughs> taking out the credits and everything. Uh, yeah, check it out. I mean, uh, the, the first one was a little more fun. I don't know. I, I think it was just, just some of the performances were a little more 
Energy. I, I think, yeah, I think with the first one where it had, ugh, I forget his name, but I yeah, loved him. The, as, yeah, I was trying to think of it too, uh, Stephen Ray the villain, or something. Um, yeah. yeah, Steve something, he's from Dolls. Yeah. Um, I, I loved him because he constantly did the whole, like, my babies, where are my babies? And I, I like, I missed that. I missed Stephen Lee, that's his name. Lee, I okay, missed him as the villain. Like, Miss Winters was fine, but I don't know. I think you needed a little more of the comedy as opposed to the camp. Hmm. And and I understand it's a kid's film, but I think yeah. it was lacking the comedy. Kids movies can be funny. They can. Just look at Superbad. No. Alright, <laughs> right, well on that note, uh, I guess we'll take a quick commercial break. Oh, but when we come back, <gasps> we have more beer. What? Fun facts. <gasps> and what we learned from Prehysteria 2. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. <laughs> are you a fan of dinosaurs? Snacks? Dinosaurs made out of snacks? Movie monsters? Unicorns? Cats? Dogs? Rats? Shrimp? Pokemon? Tie-dye? Paracord bracelets? Paracord dog leashes? Enamel pins? Coloring books? Block prints? Watercolor? Pet portraits? Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at Untidy Venus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeah. Apparently, Izzy's uh, nose started bleeding, unfortunately. Who did what? What happened? I- I- Izzy's nose is bleeding. Uh, yeah, I just popped her real lightly, and uh, no, she I blew her nose and... It, it happens from time to time. Especially when it's oh. dry. Yeah. But it'll go on for like 40 minutes, so. Oh, no. There's so many podcasts out there. How do I find the one for me? For so long, I've searched for podcasts all over, but none of them seem to fit my needs. Where is my Nick Cage Pissing Fire podcast? Where's my monkey tickling? I couldn't find it anywhere. Until I found everything I learned from movies podcast with Steve and Izzy. And now I get to hear about all the monkey tickling I want, baby. So many podcasts out there are all talk and no Congo. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. Greatest living actor? Nicolas Cage, of course. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. One-liners, plot holes, gratuitous boobies? Fun fact, that's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. See if everything I learned from movies is right for you at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon. Free on all the major podcatchers.
Hey, Stephen Izzy, it's your old pal Mark Summers from the Nickelodeon Days, Double Dare, and many other shows. But uh, I'm here to say everything I learned from movies is unbelievable. What a great job you guys have done. Please tell me you don't feed Twinkies to the cats. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. Ugh. Babe, I don't know about you, but do you have anything raisin-based we could drink? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Sorry, just a second. No worries. No oh reason to use this. Oh outrage. I love you. I love you. I'm just gonna bleed to death over here. Apparently. Oh no! Don't bleed to death. You can't tell me what to do, Drew. <laughs> I'm a strong, independent woman. I do what I want. You're not. You're not my dad. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Miss Winters? It's a low blow, Steve. <laughs> How dare you! No, Steve, I'm a strong, independent woman. She's every woman. All right, here She's we go. all she needs. Okay. <laughs> we have from Squatters Brewing, Hop Rising Hazy Double IPA. His man with a beard on it. Hop Rising has gone hazy. This hugely juicy double take on our classic hoppy brew. A heap of hops imparts notes of citrus zest and stone fruit rounded off by pillowy soft mouthfeel. 9% alcohol by volume. Mouthfeel. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, here, want me to help with that? Yeah, can you do that? Absolutely, yeah. Sorry, like, so much blood is coming out, it's not even (laughs) funny. (laughs) It's a you don't need to apologize. It is a mildly ridiculous amount, but... (sighs) It always is, every time. This is why Steve has to have, like, I'm not even joking, like, a mountain of napkins in his yeah. truck. Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. once on a road trip, I got a nosebleed. And it's, I legit didn't stop for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, Steve was, like, giving me bandanas. Uh, I'm like, he gave uh, me his flannel. This is going to look really bad when I get pulled over. <laughs> Where are you folks going? Oh, my God. Oh, my dear God. What have you done to this woman? Like, no, no, she did it to herself. I didn't even pick she- it. She it's okay, officer. No. She, she no. fell down some stairs. Why? Why? Why am I in handcuffs? <laughs> so yeah, Hop Rising Double IPA and nine uh, percent. I think you said, yep. And uh, my top. Oh, this top. Nice. And the poor. Oh man, this is urine colored. <laughs> this is the color of a dehydrated <laughs> nice, man. Easy walk in the desert pee. <laughs> as as Ernest P. Worrell would say, Ew. Yes, it Ooh, has a uh, yeah. white foamy head, lots of very large bubbles that are dissipating quickly. Large bubbles dissipating quickly. Probably due to the alcohol content. Steve's got in for the sip. Yeah, is it yeah, very would, piney up yeah, front. Yeah, very piney, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does it still smell piney, babe? It does smell piney. Okay. <laughs> a little uh, little iron rich. and. Uh... <laughs> if Steve hasn't cut it out or not, uh, for everybody out there, my nose started bleeding on the break, and um, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's just, oh, Jesus Christ, I spilled it down my front. Oh, oh my no! God. Like... <laughs> Guys, Head wounds, man. Guys, it's like a Saw sequel in this room right now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's sort of a like Evil Dead amount of blood. Yeah, it's like, kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like Kill Bill Volume One. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah, very very pine forward, a <laughs> little little juicy, and good and full bodied though. Like not uh, 
not super dry or anything just kind of yeah yeah strong i i could probably yeah. do a pint and then i'd have to switch something a little less uh egregiously yeah. piney <laughs> this is not a drinking all day beer but this is delightful mm-hmm. that squatters hop rising hazy double ipa uh would either of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie hell yeah I don't know, Steve. Are they fun facts? Super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. Well, let's find out. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, you know how we start. Uh, critics, only one review, and it's negative. Hmm. But Boo. nobody gives a fuck about the critics. What fuck about that critics. audience score, Drew? Mm. Audience score, Prehysteria, I think, was actually originally pretty great. I think people would have high hopes for the sequel. It is Moonbeam Productions. I'm going to go with a generous 29%. Yes, I I seem to remember the original being, like, fresh, like, right around 60, 65. Yeah. yeah. How about you, babe? I am going to go with my super generous 17%. Drew, goddammit, you were right on 29% with the audience. Get out! Yep, 29. Oh, shit, Drew's cheating. (laughs) I don't cheat. Uh, couldn't find a budget or worldwide gross guy. Pretty sure it was just straight to straight to rental. But this was Moonbeam's first sequel. Mm-hmm. After I think, yeah, wasn't the original Prehysteria like the biggest selling rental of 1993? Because Jurassic Something Park like hadn't that, come yeah. out yet, and everybody's Something, like, yeah, yeah it had it had like a high number for it. Yeah, so yeah, they're like, yeah, we're definitely gonna make a sequel. Try to get that before uh, Jurassic Park comes out again, you know, or Lost World or whatever, but. To save money on the cost of stop-motion animation to Madonna the Pteranodon, she hurt her wing in the film, being unable to fly. This was also carried over to Prehysteria 3. Spoilers coming soon. Ah! (laughs) Oh no, she's been crippled. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, this was the last film of Miss Winter's uh, real name is Betty Ackerman, but it's Betty B E T T Y E. So Betty, mm-hmm. Betty Ackerman. Betty. I'd, I'd still say Betty. <laughs> yeah, Betty. Yeah, pretty much. But we've reached the most important part. What did we learn from Prehysteria Two? <gasps> Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Drew, would you like to go first? Uh, I learned that serenading my household staff will eventually gain their favor should I ever need to, like, you know, lead an insurrection. There you go. Jeez. How about you, babe? I learned that you can get sun-made brand floor raisins from the trains uh, from the train station. Oh, nice. Steve, we live right by a train station. We should go get some discount floor raisins. I didn't see him at the farmer's market, so... No, farmer's market's legitimate, babe. We have to go to the train station. <laughs> it's like a black market of floor raisins at the train yard? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Buck Flowers here on behalf of floor raisins. <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally branded. Or is it Bredend? Bredend? Or Brendan? Uh, uh, I learned... The tail of a, t- a Tyrannosaurus Rex can be used to pick any lock. Ah! <laughs> it's the best thieves tool. <laughs> um, and yeah, I got ran out a bunch of times. Like, I, you know, remembering the names of characters is hard, especially when you're in the movie. Right. The remembering the name of your own character is hard. 
I also learned uh, sometimes moms just leave mansions and kids behind just because. Because <laughs> dads were busy at work making the money. That's right. How, Steve, remember that. How dare you? Oh, wait, is that a hint? What? What? <laughs> yeah, you're way. You're, some woman might leave you. It's not me. You're stuck with my ass. <laughs> it's not me, but some, some crazy bitch from the prehistoric and, universe. And you're probably stuck with my mom as well. Eh, could be worse. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you heard the gentle thumping earlier... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't rats or dinosaurs in our attic. No. Oh, we no longer have the rats typing their memoirs in the background. Oh, shucks. Aww. Well, Drew, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast? Ah, uh, yes. If anyone would also like some uh, really fun movie reviews, you can catch myself and my friends Jack and Nathan over on the Real Feels podcast... Uh, we're found on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter. We are at RealFeelsPod. And you can catch our podcast every other Wednesday on really any place that you can find podcasts. Because so. the boys are all back in town? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's still currently only me kind of keeping things afloat. But uh, hope rings eternal. Hope does ring eternal. Right now, it's just me continuing... Uh, what are you watching episodes? Just kind of just keeping some filler episodes going. But if anyone would like to go and check out our back catalog of like 135 episodes, uh, hey, have at it. We got some good shit there. Absolutely. Drew, you if can... you ever need some uh, temporary, uh, some some temporary co-hosts, just, just call us. I, filler. I it's okay. Yeah, I know. I, I I should be I should be calling you guys on. You, you, you half know what? Filler, half thriller. I was gonna say we'll call ourselves filler and fluffer. Besides <laughs> you. Yeah, currently it's just been uh, Brad from the Cinema Guys because we've just been doing our uh, our 100 Days of Horror, but now you know Halloween is over, so it's gonna open up a lot of avenues. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. So yeah, real feels fun. Check them out. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus, like a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. Um, yeah, check the social medias to see what's going on. Things have been changing. Changing. I am no longer affiliated with certain racist institutions. Uh, to to be fair, I did. But you can still find us on Twitter. You can find, yeah, you can find us on Twitter. Or X or whatever the hell we're yeah, calling it X these days. Or, or wannabe porn site. It's Wh- whatever it is, we're going to give it to you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course you can find us on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies. Or hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I learned from movies. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I guess until uh, next time, I'm Rex. And I'm Izzy. I'm Paula. And this is... Get out of here, buddy.